everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone, no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. What is up, everybody? It's your host, Townsend. I'm so excited about this episode of You're Not Alone with Townsend. We've got somebody special on today. We're going to be chit-chatting with Jenny. If you follow on social media, she's got a daughter named Anna, and she has a diagnosis of what they call ichthyosis, which I had to practice that before we got on here so I didn't get tongue twisted. That would be super embarrassing, but I think I got it right, right? Ichthyosis. Yes, you got it. (laughs) I was nervous about that one, but I'm really excited about this because this is something I did not know anything about. I saw the diagnosis. You posted it at one point and I was like, okay, I have to know more about that. I don't know if you follow along with my story, but I have this podcast going basically just to help spread awareness and love and support for all these different diagnoses and mental health and basically just helping people feel a little bit less alone. So I know if you and Anna are going through this, someone else listening to this podcast has to know or they themselves are going through it as well. So basically just to spread love is what this is for. So let's go ahead and hop in. So let's introduce you and Anna. I know Anna's not there with you right now, but let's chat about one. How old is Anna? She's she's the one with the diagnosis. Yeah, she's five. Okay, perfect. And she's in school. Yeah, she's in school right now. <laughs> okay, so we're chit-chatting without her, but it's going to be based on Anna's diagnosis. Okay, so you're Jenny. You're the mom, right? Yep. So, oh. yeah, I'm 38. Um, I'm from New York, and I have three kids. I have a 13-year-old boy, Andreas, uh, 8-year-old boy, James, and then Anna is my youngest. She's the little baby. Okay. Well, let's just hop right in. So what is ichthyosis and how common or rare is it? When I when I looked it up, it said it was very rare. Like I said, I've never heard of it. I had to look up how to pronounce it. So yeah, there's actually 28 or so different varieties of ichthyosis. Um, some are very mild and some are very um, extreme. And Anna has the rarest of all the 28 kinds. So she would basically be like one, one in a million or so. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, you know, yeah. Estimate it's very hard to estimate because there's so few, but we're estimating about a hundred people alive with it um, in the world right now. Many people die at birth just because it is so much worse when you're born until wow. you can get like a handle on it. So it is, wow. especially in other countries, uh, your chance of survival is not very high at birth. Wow! Oh my gracious! Well, she looks to be thriving. Like she's just happy-go-lucky. <laughs> she how, is very good yeah I love it how amazing so ichthyosis it's a disorder of the skin correct it's basically like I think they they called it like fish skin or fish scaly skin is yeah, what people what refer to it on. yeah so it's yeah it's just a skin condition the Anna's particular type um it's a, a genetic condition so uh she has a mutation in her genes she never completes the cycle of making skin. So her body's over on overdrive trying to heal itself. So it makes skin like 10 times faster because it's trying to heal itself, but the cycle is never complete. So 
that's why she has so much extra skin. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family at patreon.com slash Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage. Not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Townsend Music, and let's continue changing lives. Wow, interesting. Okay, so when you see pictures of her and videos of her on social media, you can tell something, you know, like her skin looks like it's peeling. It looks very tight. Um, I think some of the symptoms I've read were like very tight, dry skin. Does that affect how she's able to play or be out in the sun or anything like that? Yeah, so almost everybody with any type of ichthyosis cannot sweat. Um, so yeah, so she has no ability to sweat. She can't really be out in the extreme heat. Um, at the same time, she can't regulate her temperature at all. So like if she gets too cold, that's a problem too. So we just have to really keep her, um, in a comfortable temperature always. And then she can't do anything. The top layer of your skin does for you. So that keeps your hydration, all of those things. We put a lot of emollients and stuff on her to keep, try to keep the moisture in basically, because like you said, she'll get, she'll look dry, especially more towards the end of the day. Um, and she, you know, she'll take like a three hour bath every morning before school and then she's covered in lotion. And then, you know, so just a lot of things to kind of manage the condition, but it does affect every, every part, her mobility, her ability to, to walk, use her hands, uh, her eyes are affected, her ears are affected all from just wow. <laughs> yeah so can she like I said it it explains it like it's very dry very tight so can she bend can she move those hands and elbows and knees like you and I can or is it painful for her um she can and sometimes it is painful she kind of has a secondary um which some people with ichthyosis have um she has arthritis so that that's like plays on it, but the skin itself doesn't make it. So she can't really bend as long as you keep it hydrated and stuff like that. That's not really the bigger problem. I would say arthritis, you know, plays a big part in her mobility more than the skin. Golly, at five years old, like at five years old, I was worried about nothing, much less arthritis and dry skin and being and sweating. And that is just wild. Now, did you know anything about this diagnosis before Anna's? So I did not know anything about ichthyosis ever. And yeah. I didn't even know Anna had ichthyosis until the day she was born. So Okay. So they couldn't see it beforehand. If they had done an ultrasound later in my pregnancy, they would have seen it, but I did not have a late ultrasound. Sure. So I just had no idea. <laughs> wow. So when she was born, is it immediately recognizable? So you're like, if, okay, what's the deal? Nothing you've ever seen. So basically she, because I told you how she creates the skin so fast, right. so she's inside of me, she's in liquid. So she's sure. fine. Her vitals are fine, everything, but her body's creating skin at this accelerated rate. Right. So 
she just has hundreds of layers of extra skin. When she's born, she hits the air. The second you hit the air, you start drying out. So like if I take her out of the bath, we have like lotion on her within a minute. But this is like a hundred extra layers of skin all drying at once. So it's split open almost like a desert. Like it just, you know, it just dried and completely, you couldn't see her eyes. You couldn't tell if she had ears. It was so many layers of of skin. You couldn't even, she did not actually look like a baby but it actually helped to diagnose it because there's nothing else in the world that looks like that yeah (laughs) they're like I know exactly what this is wow now what was how did you learn more about it did you have to hop on and do research were the doctors pretty good at educating you were there support groups available for you oh she was immediately transferred to a children's hospital um that was like an hour and a half from our house no doctor knew anything about it. So that's the other thing is that there are no doctors to this day. Like every doctor I see, I have to fill them. They go and do a Google search just like you or me would because there's no information, you know? So I, most of what I learned was from other mothers. I, you know, found other mothers that had kids that had ichthyosis or harlequin ichthyosis and they were wonderful. They would reach out and immediately write back to me and give me lists of things and tell me it was going to be okay. But it was like a hundred percent like other moms. <laughs> wow. Isn't that crazy? So are there any treatments or cures? I know you talked about just lathering with lotion, making sure you're hydrated. Um, there's no cure. Um, and there's very there's really no treatment. The aquaphor that they tell you to put on is the same thing they told you 20 something years ago. Um, when the first person, you know, the oldest person with this condition is in her thirties. So like, it's not, and there's only a couple of people in their thirties because before that they just didn't live past infancy. So they really have very little in the line of any type of progress towards a cure or even you know how to manage it it's just exactly the same as it always was that is crazy to think about with all the leaps and bounds with technology to think that well there aren't a lot of people so it doesn't make you know it doesn't make it jump up the list of things they feel like they need to work on wow that is that's bizarre so what do you feel like has been the biggest struggle for not only Anna but you as well well, we might have different struggles. I feel like sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. Other is more like fear. You know, you just have constant fear. Like, what's the day that she's going to be treated differently or feel? You know, have to feel all those hard feelings. Those would be my the hardest part for me. Um, for her, I'm sure it's just not always being able to do what everyone else can do and things like that. But she's pretty resilient. Um, because you know, cause you follow her, but yeah, she's very like outgoing and, and good with that. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure that that plays a big part because she has a lot of energy and there's a lot of things she wants to do. Um, she feels like she can do it. Like I can go do that. And then, you know, she just can't. So, man, that is so tough. That is so tough. So how do you handle Anna being different for lack of a better word from other 
children her age. So I guess the best way to put that, I hate to even say different. She is different. She's when they look at her, she looks different than them. That's the best way I can put that. Do y'all have conversations with Anna about her diagnosis or you may look different, but on the inside, we're all the same. How do you, you know, she's five and she's resilient and she's having a great time. Do you sit her down and talk to her about it? Do you explain yeah, like how do how do you go about that? Well, it's kind of hard to navigate yeah. that whole area. But um when she started school, I actually um actually did the opposite. I I wrote a letter, I attached a picture and I wrote a letter and I sent it out to every single person in the entire elementary school. And the school was nice enough to do that with like the teacher packets, like who you got okay. as your teacher, and there was this meet Anna page. And they were very, it like changed everything. Cause when she walked in, they already knew her. Like everybody did, which is part of the reason I started Facebook, Instagram. Um, so many adults end up hiding, you know, they get older and nobody knows them. So when they go out in public, it's a lot to go out. And every single time it's this horrible experience. So I was like, well, if I kind of just make her bigger than life, then when she goes out, somebody will recognize her or already know her. And then it takes away from that awkward, you know, interaction between people. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. You know, I've had people on here before with other diagnoses and they talked about their kids. And one of the things they have told me was, I wish you wouldn't stop your children from asking what's wrong with my child? Like, why do you look different than me? And they were saying, you know, teaching your child to turn around, ignore it causes them to stare and to make them know that there's a difference. And so I found a lot of parents and a lot of kids just say, I wish they would just ask me that way I can say, you know what, I have a skin condition. And then kids are like, okay, cool. You want to play? Yes. I have said that since day one, because I was always taught to look away. Yeah. I, you know, and I always thought that was the right thing to do. And literally until I had Anna that I realized like, you're here, you are adults now you're avoiding eye contact and you're just making somebody feel alone. You know, they just feel yes. completely like nobody wants to look at them yeah. at all. And it makes it so much worse. Absolutely. It was almost like we were kind of raised. It's none of your business. Don't make anybody feel like they're not welcome. Just don't look at them. And really, it does the opposite effect. Yeah. And you don't mean to. Like, I totally no. get to do that. But yeah, it doesn't have a good. I mean, we can teach our kids, like, you don't have to ask a question. You can just say hi. We can teach our kids that kind of thing. But we should never just. I see so many parents like shush their children and like stop talking, you know? And I'm just like, it's okay. Like, yeah. we know. <laughs> you know yeah, right right we know and every yeah. day we got you know like we know we're different and your kid said something so you know I remember one time we were in the eye doctor and and Anna walked in and this little boy said something about her skin and the mom she was doing her best she was trying to explain it well she you know she has a skin condition and so from from the eye doctor, like from inside coming out to the waiting room is this little girl who was albino. And I, it was the funniest thing because I have Anna who is yeah. bright red and then this little girl who's albino and then this mom who is desperately trying and the child immediately shifted to the other girl and starts and the mom's like, I'm sorry, guys, I am doing the best I can. That is, man, bless that mom. Bless I know, I was that like, mom. 
like for once, I would rather be in your or my shoes than yours right now. Right, right. Oh man, what a lesson learned for everybody in that room. Holy moly. Okay. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. I love that she sat there and tried to explain it though. Like how cool is that? That's amazing. Yeah, it was good. She had the right response and, but I felt bad for her. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So I am sure some of the days get tough. Like you said, as a mom, you're always worrying. You're always stressing about maybe even what's to come next. So what does self-care look like for you as a mom? And then what do you feel like self-care looks like for Anna? Like, what does she enjoy that just kind of takes it all off her mind? Um, let's start with Anna. Self-care for Anna is probably, well, things she loves to do would be like cooking, art, things like that. But if we're really having like a rough day, sometimes if we just skip the hard part of the bath and we do like a fun bath, like we have to do it anyway, but we don't have to necessarily take every little piece of skin off or do her scalp. You know, sometimes we could just have a fun day. And a lot of times on the weekends, we do that where we just play in the bath instead of make it all about work. And, you know, but as far as things she loves to do, she absolutely loves to cook and she loves to paint. Yeah. So she's a little credit. What about you? What about those days that get tough and you worry all day and you come home? What does self-care look like for you? Now, let me preface that with saying, I know you probably don't get a lot of that. I know. Three kids yeah. and dogs and <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that for me, sometimes I have to like step back and just let my husband um, take over. I, I can be a little controlling as a lot of moms can be. And, you know, there's a right way to do everything. And so sometimes it's just, if I can step away and just like let him handle something or go have coffee with a friend or do something like that, then that can, it actually takes a lot of that emotional because it does like weigh on you after, after a while. Like if you do the same, you know, three hours every single morning, seven days a week, for the last five years, you know, like if you step away for an hour, it feels like you just went on a vacation, you know, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow. Goodness gracious. So you were talking about how the oldest living survivors are in their thirties and they don't know much about it now, but do you believe it will limit Anna's days or do you think what y'all do now will help her live a long, healthy life? They really have no information. Wow. Okay. On that, they really don't have. Um, that's the best they could tell me is we really just don't know. You know. That blows my could, mind. Those people, the people who are alive in their thirties, are are alive because they lived in a time when nobody lived. But nobody's gotten as old as they are, not because they died younger, but because you know they never made it past infancy so now it's like uncharted waters you know we really have no idea what she could live a full long life and just need a lot of skincare but also there's a lot of genetic um things happening in medicine that could totally affect her you know you wish the money was there because then people would the cure would happen faster I'm sure there was a lot of people you know with the condition um but there's still a lot of movement in that area okay but that just blows my mind that is wild to think about what do you wish other parents knew 
or would tell their children. So kind of like we talked about earlier, I have heard several people say, I wish people would tell their children, let them ask instead of telling them to hush. What would yours be? I well, I actually have that as, as like when you sent me some of the questions ahead of time, I was like looking at them. That's one thing um, I said, you know, I wish they wouldn't shy away. Like yeah. I wish they would just approach the situation if their child's staring or something, you can be like, oh, say hi. You know, you can just start the conversation for them and like help them have that, that conversation because it really doesn't, it really does help them to be more kids are so quick to be over it that, you know, they're different for three seconds and they're like, okay, whatever, you know, and by not acknowledging the differences, you're doing huge harm to the whole, like when she was in preschool, there was a lot of like not acknowledging it. And I feel like that brought on more questions. And I I really feel like they approached it correctly this year with just like, yeah, we're going to call it out. We're going to talk about it a lot. We're going to bring it up in every single way so that nobody was left confused and it made kids more accepting and adults too. They're just like that. The more they get to know Anna online, then all of a sudden she's a little girl and they forget about the skin condition and they just like her personality, you know, because they have a couple questions at the beginning and then that's it. Yeah. I love it. And I love how open you've been and letting people in on your journey. It's not only been, I feel like it's probably therapeutic for you as well, but it's also incredibly helpful for Anna, for her to go out and meet people for the public, just learning that you don't have to judge people, right? She's just a five-year-old little girl. I love it so much. So where can people find, gosh, I guess this question is kind of tough too because there's not a lot to know about it, but where could people find resources? There is a foundation for ichthyosis and related skin types and they call it FIRST and they have a website. Um, and then, yeah, just pages like like Anna's and stuff are, are really where you're going to find out the most information. But if somebody has ichthyosis and wants more information, going to the foundation for ichthyosis is helpful. And, you know, they'll get you in contact with the right people. I love that. Thank you so, so much to Jenny for sharing her and Anna's experience through this journey through ichthyosis. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you guys next week. If you'd like to hear the rest of this interview, visit patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music. And don't forget, you can also watch the interviews on our YouTube channel at Townsend Team Music YouTube. Okay, guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area, but they're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co. Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you.
let's be honest. I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood at Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you.